Hey everybody, my name is Kobe Warner, this is Koblizzy, and welcome to the show. I am so happy to be back, as per usual, and I've started the last couple of episodes trying out a flavor of uh, Chamberlain Coffee's new iced coffee drinks exclusively at Walmart, not sponsored. Um, I've said that spiel like 25 times. Anyway, so this is the last flavor that I have not tried, and I actually have not tried it all week. In the last episode, I said I was probably going to drink it, and I would just tell you about it, but I haven't tried the vanilla latte, um, so I'm going to I'm gonna try it. I'm kind of scared. Honestly, I have a backup coffee, a good one, just in case. Not like, not being shady. I'm just saying. I have a good one, just in case. Um, Um, it's not the worst one of the bunch. Let me try this one, see what it tastes like. I haven't tried this one since I made, ooh. Mm. No, this one's good. Yeah, I feel like... I think the inclusion of coconut milk in these Chamberlain coffee lattes is what's putting a lot of people off. I feel like it's... My mom likes coconut milk lattes. I do not. My mom drinks hot coconut milk lattes. I think that's crazy. Uh, but she likes them. But, like, for me, coconut milk and coffee is a miss. So maybe that's why I don't really... I like the cold brew one. This vanilla one is... Not the worst. I would say it's, like, number two. Um, And then the... What's the other flavors? Oh, and then the mocha. I don't really like that one. And then the Cinnabon. I didn't like that one at all. So, um, yeah. Chamberlain coffee. I mean, maybe they'll, like, redo the recipe or something. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, there's lots of fun stuff to talk about this week. Now that I got the coffee tasting out of the way. Taylor Swift. <laughs> So after seeing her at night one in Atlanta last week, um, she was just so magical. I can't get over it. She was just such a joy to see in person. And she has a lot of stamina. I mentioned it in the last episode. If you want to hear my breakdown of the Taylor Swift concert, you can listen to episode 32, question mark. Um, I think it's 32. Any horror. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, so at night... At Nashville night one, it was the night before last. I'm taping this on Sunday, May 7th. On Friday night, she was in Nashville for night one of her three-night run there. And Nashville's kind of, it's not her hometown, but she that's where she started music. That's where her family picked up and moved so she could, you know, get a record deal and become a country music star. That's where she faked her country accent. <laughs> and she was a pretend country girl. Um, I love me some Taylor Swift. Anyway, she's just so funny for that. She's always been a branding genius, always. And there's no harm in faking a country accent. I literally fake that I don't have a country accent, like, most of the time. I do my best. You got, you're got you probably like, Kobe, bitch, you sound country, yeehaw as fuck, redneck. Uh, but um, anyway, night Nashville night one, she announced Speak Now, Taylor's version. And I actually watched it live. Taylor Nation went live. And when they went live at the concert, I knew something was up. So I clicked on the live immediately. And she did it right before the surprise songs. And she was like... 
Yeah, so there's just something really exciting going on tonight, da 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 and something about speaking about it, and she said speaking, you know, speak, um, and everybody's like, and then she basically announced it, and then the cover came up on the screen. I just want to talk about the cover for a second. Her Taylor's version covers have been great so far. Fearless was good, and, and she was looking the other way, which was cool. And then red was cool, and she had the red on the ring. I really liked that thing. And she was looking up in the red cover, Taylor's version, instead of looking down like she was in the original stolen version. And um, and then in Speak Now, it was like a wider shot of her, and it was also a painting. And this, to me, looks like a photograph, the new cover for Taylor's version. But it's like zoomed in. And baby, she's looking, and the look in her eye, and the tool, the purple tool around her, she's she's taking it. She's taking it. The Speak Now cover's taking it. It's gorgeous. And the curls in her hair, not that my Taylor Swift's hair is any of my business, but her curly hair during debut, uh, during Speak Now, up until Pop, or I guess up until Red, um, that curly hair was something different. It like her hair texture was gorgeous, and and her it was just gorgeous. I just want to comment on that. Like her hair is her business, but I'm like, damn. Some people would kill for that hair texture. I don't, not me though, because baby, I got my own curls that I love. I used to not love my curls. I actually want to do an episode about hair. This isn't that episode, um, because I feel like I want to do some research and like talk about it like in a broader, more contextualized way but anyway I used to not love my hair and I think I'll talk about my hair journey but anyway it was just like um her hair's gorgeous that's all I wanted to say that but anyway there's curls she has curls on her hair on the album cover that's what made me think of it and so speak now is just like fearless was a record that I loved when I was a kid I had the poster on my wall Speak Now, I remember watching the tour videos and the music videos and the lyric videos on YouTube on the family computer, just like in love with what I was seeing. Because Taylor Swift has always put on a show. Like I remember in the Speak Now tour, I think it was, she was throwing a chair off of like a platform. She was throwing a chair. It was like a prop chair, but she was throwing it. And I'm like, girl, you better give me the theatrics. I mean, even in debut, should have said no, there's this... um performance on a, an award show of should have said no like the cmas or ama or the, one of the country music things and um she was like wearing a black hoodie and jeans and then it was like a tear away and she had a glittery sparkly like fringy dress underneath it i'm like she's always been about the theatrics i love that about her because i feel like putting on a show is valuable i see the value in putting on a show because grow up and growing up in musical theater and also really being an appreciator of drag and really being somebody who wants to do drag I love the the value that there is in putting on a show, baby. I love a show. And Taylor Swift, along with making good music and being a good singer, being a fantastic songwriter, um, she is a show woman. She is a performer. She's an entertainer. And there's no business like show business. Like, I just live for it. I love the glitz and the glamour and the, the theatrics and the tearaways and the reveals and the costume changes and the jumping in the stage and swimming underneath. I live for it. The trees coming up out of the stage during Evermore. I didn't mean to get into Taylor Swift. Jack's texting me. 
I think me and Jack are going to try to make a podcast episode. I'm going home. I'm about to go visit my hometown again. Uh, I feel like I just said that on the podcast, but I went in January. It's like five months ago now. I feel like this year is flying. Not to like whiplash you, like the bam, bam, new topic, new topic, new topic. But the year is flying. I literally looked at the calendar on my wall the other day. I have a Golden Girls calendar up there. And it was on March. And I was like, oh my God, it's May. Like I literally, like time is just... I didn't even know the calendar was wrong for that for two months. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, time is flying. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying. I am going home to uh, SSI uh, just to visit friends and stuff. It's summer. All, all my friends who haven't dropped out of college are going home. And so I get to visit everyone and catch up with the girls. I have some really uh, close friends from like high school, middle school, etc. And um, another topic, really, kind of. But I used to not really see the value in holding on to friendships. Um, But it's great. Like I just said, it's crazy how fast time flies. Those people from middle school have now been my friends, like, almost 10 years. I mean, not yet. Um, I was, like, 12 in middle school, and I'm only 20 now. But, like, eight years, baby, that's a long time. High school, freshman year of high school for me was six years ago. And I know people who are, like, 25 are like, shut up, bitch. But I'm, like, or people who are older than 25 are like, shut up, dummy. Um, But (laughs) it's just weird for me because I feel like I was 18 two days ago Um, in a lot of ways. And it also feels like 2020 also, the pandemic really kind of messed up my concept of, like, time. Um, And so I don't know. I've just... I. I try to, you know, see the value in really holding the people that have supported and loved me close uh, from all walks of life. People that I met yesterday and people that I met 10 years ago. Anybody that's really been there for me, they are worth keeping around. My friends, real friends, better than your friends. In the words of the Carters, Beyonce Knowles Carter, Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, and Sean Jay-Z Carter. I don't know if he has a middle name, but in the words of them, my friends, real friends, better than your friends. Side note, I'm so excited to see Beyonce. Like, I'm seeing Beyonce July 15th, 14th, something like that. Let me look at the tickets. I can literally be, like, right here during my Ticketmaster. I like the digital. There's some digitization things that I like. Like, not having tangible tickets, I like it. Because, on one hand, you don't have the souvenir of a physical ticket. That's sad. On the other hand, baby my dad left our visit when we went to see Beyonce and Jay-Z on the run to 2018 my dad literally left our tickets at home thank god I could go on Ticketmaster and print them again but he literally left them at home the physical tickets that we have I'm like thank god they're not doing that no more um July 15th I'm seeing Beyonce I'm so excited and I have a good seat I'm in the 100s like the first tiered level um section 130 a row E, one A, B, C, A, B, C, D, E, the fifth letter. I'm five rows back, and I'm seat number one. Ah! I got a really good seat for not that expensive because I'm going by myself, so I only had to find, like, one seat. And so I could just, you know, there's always one little seat somewhere, but most people are looking for a group of seats. And so I found one good seat, and I was like, baby, let me snag it. Um, I'm not Club Renaissance because I didn't have Club Renaissance coin at the time, but I am in the first little level of tears, so I'm so excited, and I'm not, like, out, like, on the side or anything, I'm, like, right over here, I'm, like, a little off center, just a little bit, like, center's right here, and I'm, like, right there, just a little off, 
Um, so God, I'm so excited to see Beyonce. But how the fuck did I get on Beyonce? <laughs> All roads lead back to Beyonce. I wonder if you can see the picture of Beyonce up here. Yeah, you can. That's my favorite picture of Beyonce all time right there. Behind that basket. It's from her, one of her Vogue shoots, like 2017-2018 vibes. And, oh my god, American Vogue, I think. It's so gorgeous. No, American. Yeah, because it was the first black photographer to shoot American Vogue. That was that cover, I think. Um. Anyway, yeah, all roads lead back to Queen Bee. But... How did I start on Speak Now Taylor's version? I was talking about Taylor Swift, um, and I'm talking about Beyonce. But honestly, two legends. Like, who's doing it like B and T? Um, they doing it different, but they both doing it incredible. They're both making crazy moves. Um, and and you know, Taylor Swift, I think there's something to say about Taylor Swift's commitment to music. Taylor Swift's had a few perfumes here and there, but you ain't seeing Taylor Swift go and make a makeup line, nor will she ever. You're not going to see Taylor Swift make a skincare line, nor will she ever. She ain't going to make an apparel line. She ain't going to make shoes. She's going to make her music. She's going to sell her merch. And she's going to pedal to you a new album every six months. And baby, I'm here for it. Her commitment to being a musical artist, it's incredible. She That's all she's here for. And she has proven that. She's only here for the music. But I hope she's not dating Maddie Healy. <laughs> Maybe we can get into some Hot Topics vibes. Because the internet has been a buzz about Taylor Swift potentially dating Maddie Healy. And I just am like, girl, please do not. First of all, let me just say this. The old Taylor is dead. She can't come to the phone. Taylor Swift is not a dummy. And she is a PR genius. And so is Tree, her publicist. And so they know what kind of figure Maddie Healy is. While everybody's sexy and people drool over him, a lot of people think he's problematic. And so she wouldn't do something like that. With that being said, there's this video I saw on Twitter of Maddie Healy mouthing like, um, I do this, I only do this for you. You know who you are. I love you. And he was doing it like mouthing it. He wasn't saying it into the microphone. He was like, if you're watching, if you're watching the video. And he was, like, mouthing words in one of his shows. And I was like, okay. And then there was a video of Taylor Swift in Nashville mouthing the exact same words. And Taylor Swift is a mastermind, baby. She's not doing nothing by accident, really. And so to mouth the exact same, it was an exact, exact, like, she was saying the exact same thing as Maddie Healy. And Maddie Healy was on stage with Phoebe Bridgers, who was opening for Taylor Swift. But then Phoebe Bridgers also came on stage during the show to sing Nothing New. And so I'm just like, girl, what's the tea? What's going on? Um, because now she she was acknowledging Maddie Healy's existence by mouthing the exact same words that he mouthed during a show. And so I'm like, are they poking fun at the rumors? Um, but honestly, Taylor Swift doesn't give me the the type of doesn't strike me as a type of person to to poke at dating rumors specifically. You know what I mean? Like, she'll poke about, like, obviously, like, the whole reputation covers a play on headlines about her. She'll talk about the Kanye West situation or, like, allude to it. She'll talk about the, the Scooter Braun situation, the Scott, Borset, the Scott Borchetta situation. Why the fuck am I trying to say his name right? Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Uh, anyway, Scott Borchetta, all them people... Um, she'll like allude to that, but I feel like she wouldn't be the type to allude to dating rumors specifically, but maybe 
they think like it's funny like they have an inside joke because like he's friends with phoebe so he's in turn friends with her and it's like oh they think we're dating ha 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 so it's like maybe she's like joking about i don't know it's just stressing me out i'm just like it's because i mean they talk about her dating all kinds of people but that when there's dating rumors and then three days later he's at the concert and then the next day he's on stage with the opener i'm like baby it's kobe warner that was a baby it's kiki palmer reference baby it's kiki palmer baby it's kobe warner and kobe warner wants to know what's the tea because maddie healy i Stay away from her. Get a job. This has just become a meme reference episode. But, like, in the words of Demi Lovato, stay away from her. Get a job. Like, Maddie Healy, go somewhere. Go troll on Twitter or do something strange. Go kiss a random fan or, like, air hump the air at a concert. He just always be doing weird shit at a concert. Every time I see him in a headline, it's some weird shit. Um, But, again, like I said, a lot of people think he real sexy. So, like... Maybe some people are into it, but on Swifty Twitter, they do not seem to like the idea of her dating Maddie Healy. Because I'm like, maybe the biggest superstar in the world cannot date a controversial figure. I mean, not a controversial figure like that. Not like a problematic type of controversy. You know what I mean? Like, Taylor Swift's controversial to a degree. So is Beyonce, Jay-Z, etc. But like, when you, I just, it's just too much. But, uh, veering away from Hot Topics, back to Speak Now. I'm so excited for the Taylor's version on July 7th, two days before July 9th, if you know, you know. And I am so excited for Speak Now, Taylor's version. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. Um, And I really, like, after seeing all the Easter eggs, like, in the stadium at Nashville Night 1, the little banner said Taylor's version on them, and it was purple. I was like, bitch, she's announcing Speak Now at this show. And then at the beginning of the show, she said, I'm not wearing sleeves, but I have a lot of stuff up my sleeves. I'm like, bitch, she's announcing speak now at this show. And then she did. So hallelujah. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Um, I, what should I talk about? I really didn't make any notes this episode. Um, I think I don't make notes more often than I do make notes. But when I do make notes, it really does help. But there's always stuff I want to talk about that I forget, that I forget. I'm really excited for All-Stars 8, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. That part's annoying. Like, bitch, can you put it on back on cable television so I can put it in a DVR and not have to pay for Paramount+, Plus just in the summer when it... Because I'm not watching shit on Paramount+. Plus. Not even the iCarly reboot. They say the iCarly reboot's good, but I haven't watched her. Because um, I really am just like, Paramount Plus, what is that? Like, nowadays, I'll be watching The Real Housewives on Peacock. I'll be watching some stuff on Netflix, like, once in a while, in the rare event that they actually put out a good television show. And then I'll watch, like, Abbott Elementary, like, Fox-exclusive stuff, American Horror Story on uh, Hulu. And then I'll watch, like, Disney movies on Disney Plus. Like, I have a purpose for the stream of services. But, like, Paramount Plus nurse it's not like it's like nickelodeon ultra like they have like some nickelodeon stuff and like at this point victorious is still on netflix i think so like that's what i'll be watching um i've haven't i did a i did a rewatch of icarly like with this guy <laughs> they put icarly on netflix like briefly i don't think it's on netflix anymore maybe it is don't i'm not the freaking netflix police but um 
it, when I was in college uh, before I dropped out, I'm never gonna let y'all forget I'm a college dropout. I'm proud of it. Um, <laughs> I was laid up in a bed with this boy one time <laughs> in college watching iCarly um, on the on his TV. And anyway, we were watching iCarly and talking about how weird there it was that there was so much feet. And, like, there was just feet here and feet there, feet everywhere. And after reading Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, from cover to cover, there's no doubt in my mind that Dan Schneider is a weirdo. He, like, took her and her mom out and, like, was, like, I don't know. He would just, like, buy them all this food. The food wasn't the weird part. But, like, he would, like, encourage her to drink alcohol when she was underage and... He would comment on their bodies, and he would say, like, oh, you're my favorite right now. I'm going to give you a show, da-da-da-da-da. And then, of course, wouldn't follow through on these promises. So it was just... And then, he like, on set, he would, like, get really upset, and, like, everybody was on their... On edge, you know, walking on eggshells around him because he created, like, a hostile work environment by, like, being super, you know, hot and cold, like, being really angry and then being really nice, and then being like ah whatever and then there was this one time like he got like suspended for some reason and then he he had to direct the show like from another room he had to watch like monitors of the camera angles and like direct it with a microphone because he wasn't allowed to be in the same room as all the people so i'm like there's no doubt in my mind dan snyder is a hot ass mess i'm like he could never be uh kenny ortega he could dan snyder could never be kenny ortega kenny ortega directed the Disney shit, like High School Musical 1, 2, 3, etc. I watched High School Musical 2 the other day <laughs> just because I needed to be reminded of my mother, Sharpe Evans. Um, fun fact, I've talked about on the podcast how I used to delete all my accounts a gazillion times over. And I think I might have mentioned this before, maybe. But in 2020, um, like after I graduated like high school, I was just like really fed up with my hometown. I, so much so I wrote a diss track about it and put it out called Hometown. Listen to the remastered version now on Kobe Warner's artist profile on all the streaming services everywhere. Period. Plug. A little plug. Um, anyway, I was super frustrated with my hometown in 2020 after graduation. And I changed my phone number. Literally, I was like, it's my graduation present to myself because I thought I was going to have to pay like 20 bucks. And then it ended up being free. So I gave myself a free graduation present. But I changed my phone number just because I was just like, I need to shed some skin. I, I was I like the idea, like, I changed my number. And so I know that the people I give it to are the only people who have my number because it's brand new and fresh. Like, my other phone number I'd had since I got my first phone in the seventh grade, back when I had a little white iPhone 5C. <laughs> um, in the seventh grade, that was my first phone. It's crazy. Um, I never had like a, a flip phone or anything. I didn't get a phone until like middle school. Some kids had a phone early, but I didn't like ride the bus or nothing for a while. I wasn't allowed to like in the third grade, not to be like anecdote jumping. Not that I don't always do that already. But in the third grade, I literally rode the bus for like two weeks. And then these kids were being mean to me. So I was like bucking up. I was like, and then I got in trouble and I was like, mom, I can't ride the bus no more. These kids are messing with me and I'm literally going to get my ass written up and like in trouble because I'm trying to defend myself. It was crazy, but they messed with me first. I was just responding. Not that I'm bitter or anything. <laughs> Not like I bring it up in therapy or anything. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Baby, I'm all over the place. <laughs> 
Um, so I was mentioning third grade, but before that I was talking about, oh, so in 2020 I changed my number, changed. And I, when I changed my number, I also deleted my Snapchat account just because like that was my other a like way of personal communication so i downloaded all my memories it took forever because you have to do it like one by one <laughs> but i downloaded all my snapchat memories and i um um i deleted my snapchat which is not like something that i hadn't done before so it wasn't really that big of a deal but the thing was is when i remade my snapchat i made it under a secret username and that secret username was Sharpay Evans, which leads me back to watching High School Musical 2 the other day. I had to see my mother be fabulous. That is her simple request. All things fabulous, bigger and better is best. Baby, find the melody. In the words of Coco, uh, in the words of Coco Montrese, find the note, girl, find the note. Fabulous, that is my simple request. All things fat, all things fabulous. Bigger and better is best. Bigger and better is best. I need a little fatter to -da -da get to get along. I need a little fabulous. Is that so wrong? Fabulous. Also, Tiki Waka Tiki Baka Doon Doon Doon. Y'all know that song? Tiki Waka. Shout out to Bella and Natalie. Bella and Natalie. I don't know if that, like, maybe that, I just don't remember that song from watching High School Musical when I was a kid. And they showed me Tika Haka Boon Doon Doon Doon. I'm like, girl, what is this uh, cultural appropriation ass shit? But it was kind of iconic in a racist way. <laughs> This episode is unhinged. Um, I feel like I could be a stand-up comedian, but I'm just like I'm. I could write jokes. There was this, I, let me try one on y'all. I was thinking the other day about a joke I would tell if I was a stand-up comedian, but now I can't really remember what it was. So let me try to think. Maybe I won't tell it. It was like, yeah, I don't remember. But anyway, I'm just like, I could, like, I think I could write jokes. I feel like I'm good at writing words. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I could write jokes and be able to deliver them in a way. I know I can deliver shit well. So I feel like if I could write them well, then I could also deliver it well. But also I would do it in drag. I'm like, let me be a drag comedian. But I also think I could lip sync down, to be honest. Um, I just really feel like... I, I want to get in drag and, like, do drag so bad, but the hump of getting in drag for the first time is really big because it's, like, the hair, the outfit, the shoes aren't a problem. I'm no stranger to heels. I know, like, about tights. I know that you wear... You're supposed to wear a couple of, like, like for me, for I'm a brown person, so I could wear a couple of white people's tights, like, two pairs of white people's tights, and then one pair of my brown color tights, and then a pair of flesh-toned fishnets over that, and then it'll look like my skin color. Because if you wear, like, three dark layers, then it makes you... It has, like, three dark, dark, dark. And for me, that's too brown. So if I wear, like, two white-colored ones and then put the brown underneath it, it, like, makes it mixed. <laughs> it mixes the brown for me. So I, it makes it a little bit my color. And then if you put the fishnets over top of those pantyhose tights, it, it makes... It, it assists in making the pantyhose look more like skin and not like pantyhose, right? And I don't know much about padding, but I don't think I'd wear, like, a whole bunch of padding. But I would wear a little bit because I really don't have a lot of ass. And so I need a little ass and a little hip. But I don't want to have, like, a badonkadonk just because I want to give, like, fashion model-esque vibes. 
Um, because I feel like that's kind of my brand. If I'm a model out of drag, why can't I be a model in drag? Like Naomi Smalls, you feeling me? But I don't want to shave my legs, so tights it is, right? And so then I'm thinking I could wear like mini dresses, show off the legs. I could wear like a skirt, a top, and like me and my mom. My mom kind of knows how to sew. I really don't know. How. I can make the sewing machine work, but I'm not like a seamstress. And I feel like I just need to like get over the hump of making the clothes and ordering the hair and learning how to lay the wig and doing the makeup um, because I know a little bit about all of those things. I know a little bit about hair, a little bit about makeup, a little bit about sewing and making the clothes. I know a lot of bit about heels. I know a little bit about, you know, the tights in, in, in regards to the padding. I know a little bit. I know a lot about the tights. It's just like. I just want to do it. I don't know. Like, you can see I want to do it. I've been talking about doing drag for years. Ever since I really started watching Drag Race Heavy, like, four years ago, I'm like, baby, I'm into it. I really want to, like... I mean, I did drag in a couple of shows. I played, like, a drag queen version of Teen Angel in Greece in 2018, many moons ago, um, before I had even come out the closet. <laughs> And then I played Angel and um, Rent, who was quite literally a drag queen. And so I'm like, it's not a stranger to me. I just didn't, I've never done good drag. You know what I mean? Like those, that was like musical drag. <laughs> and I just want to be like a queen. I feel like I do good on Drag Race too, just because I have the skills outside of drag. Like the, the singing, the rapping, the writing, the acting, the funny I'm not a great dancer, but I can try. I have plenty of experience trying. I did musical theater for a decade. And so, is this literally my Drag Race audition tape? Me advocating why you should let me be a Shangela and come on and do, like, a you know, I'm a six-month-old drag queen. Here I am on Drag Race. <laughs> it could be my storyline. And maybe I'd, like, pull through or something. Speaking of Shangela, I don't even want to talk about it low-key, but you have to. If you're going to, you have to be unbiased. Um in regards to everything, even people you really like. And so I really like Shangela. But one of the uh, staff members, former staff members from her and Bob and Eureka's show on HBO, We're Here, has come out with charges, civil charges, about um, a trigger warning, uh, trigger warning, uh, rape. I don't even want to, like, say it. I wanted to say, like, sexual assault, but I had to call it what it was. The person says they were raped by um, Shangela. And so, on one hand, it's, you know, believe victims, and why would you come out and destroy your career if it's not true? But on another hand, you want to believe that somebody you've loved uh, for so long is not that kind of person, but the reality of the situation is I don't know Shangela. And just because I've loved her for years. You know, actually, Shangela's the first drag race girl, the first Rue girl that I became aware of because she was on Dance Moms. And I watched Dance Moms full stop at the time, like from, you know, front cover to back cover, <laughs> you know, but like first episode to the last episode at the time in middle school. And Shangela was on Dance Moms, you know, doing the laquifa, what? Which, uh, the, and doing dips and stuff and teaching the girls how to dip with Nia, Nia Sue, and, you know, the other Dance Mom girls. Anyway, so Shangela's the first one I was aware of, um, long before I started watching Drag Race. But, you know, you know, I hope Shangela did not do this to this person. 
Uh, they, she, she came out and said the charges against her were meritless, which, um, I don't know. It always hurts my feelings a little bit when you, to see a victim be like contested in that way. But also, like I said, you, you, I love Shangela. And so it's, again, it's a tough situation and I hope this isn't the case, but the reality is I really don't know these people, neither one of them, and um, nothing that I see through the TV screen could be real, and maybe she does kind of have some sort of, like, capability of doing this, or I, I don't know, anything's possible. So I just wanted to make you all aware, because I feel like um, a lot of people really don't want to talk about that because of uh, Shangela's kind of beloved, but I don't know. You got to call it out. You got to call it as you see it. I don't think this is like call to like go be like Shangela. Oh, you're a this, you're a that. But just, you know, it's new. The chart, I just saw this online like two days ago, a couple of days ago. Shangela just responded a couple of days ago. So it's a very new situation. But I'm sure this will be going to court. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens uh, when the evidence is, you know, put in place and the ruling is made. Um, they might not. The guy might not have enough evidence. It might be inconsequential. It might be, you know, hearsay. It might be Shangela's word versus the victim's word, but or the alleged victim's word. Maybe I should be saying alleged in all of this so I don't get sued. Shangela, don't come for me, girl. I love you. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Not to discredit the victim at all, but I just really don't want a lawsuit. Um, I really don't want a lawsuit. So not to discredit the alleged victim, but I'm not trying to get sued by Shangela over this civil suit. But... Um, yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know what's going on. Want to let y'all know what's going on. Uh, but Jesus fix it. That breaks my heart. You know, Shangela's a legend. So, you know, you don't want to see one of your queer icons be taken down like that. But the truth is anything's possible. I mean, fucking Sherry Pie was on Drag Race. <laughs> so, hell, the standards are low. <laughs> the standards are low. Um, I wonder how long I've been taping for. I feel like I've been talking for a hot minute about a hot pot of nothing. <laughs> a hot crock of shit. A whole lot of nothing. Should I do a bag tour? I feel like my bag's kind of organized and I want to tell y'all. So, I have this, um, it smells so good. It smells like me and my cologne. I have my, I, I rewrote Taylor Swift's All Too Well, and there's a line about, I hope it still smells like me and my cologne. And this sure does. The reason I wrote that line is because everything that I own smells like my cologne forever and ever, as long as I own it. So I'd like to think that the clothes that boys past have taken from me still smell like me too. <laughs> but anyway, this is a tote bag from Urban Outfitters that I bought to match somebody that, um, you know, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this pin is from Rent. Uh, me and my friend went to see Rent at a local college, and they gave me that little heart progressive pride flag, and so I just put it on my little bag, my little Urban Outfitters bag. Um, it used to be a lot pinker. It's fading, but, you know. So this is my, like, toiletries on the go, it has everything from cuticle oil to a pick for my hair. It has a nail file. It has eye drops. It has face moisturizer. It has body lotion. It has moisturizer, a to-go toothbrush. It has two tubes of toothpaste. It has my friend Lindsay's lip gloss. It has hair gel. It has... 
Um, basically all of those things and maybe more, but I can't see anything else, but there's a lot of stuff in this little, uh, little bag. And I like to keep everything in this tote bag in little packages. Cause I feel like all these people who got tote bags, you ask them for something and they'd be like, okay, hold on. They have to dig through the bag for 10 minutes until they, before you can find the lip balm that you're asking for. And so I like to have stuff in little bags. And so I have, if you, you should be watching the video for this. If, you not, if you're listening to the audio at this point and you really want to see what's in my bag, you should go to YouTube. If you don't have Spotify, go to YouTube and watch the video. It's free. And if you have Spotify, hello, you should already be here. Um, and so this is my little toiletry bag. I'm going to do ASMR with it. Here's some coffee drinking ASMR. <laughs> okay and so in the bag i have a otterbox portable charger this one the, even this smells like my cologne um <laughs> i also have another portable charger in this bag with a cord and this is a little carrying case that i got um from the crystal store actually at home where i'm about to go it's called crystal earth i should definitely visit it while i'm there on the island it has a little bird on it and stuff very multicolored, very cute another portable charger this is my wallet has an air tag on it that's engraved with kw and it has my license on this side and all my debit cards and stuff inside of it and it has an air tag in it so i don't lose it this is a little hannah montana a little pouch called that says glam rocker on it that my mom bought me from a literal thrift store and it had a tag on it brand new and it's full of aquaphor lip balms there's like seven in here and so never run out of lip balm folks um because i always lose them and so i was like let me just put them in one little bag so they're all in there I have two little AirPods. These are the original AirPods. I do not like AirPods Pros. They don't fit in my ears. And so I got original AirPods. And you sh don't look at them too hard. They're a little dirty. I need cleaning. With a Q-tip. Not like earwax. Not like gross shit, but like dust and stuff. Um, I have a film camera. Disposable camera. It has 24 exposures left. So it's not running out anytime soon. I have a little... Um, a little leather thing i think it's probably fake leather from amazon and it has my business cards in it they say coblizzy on it they have all my information on the back and they have a little reflective gold spot and they're hunter green so business card asmr um i have corded headphones in case my airpods die um there's a pair without a lightning port and there's a pair with a lightning port one's for my laptop one's for my phone just in case my AirPods die. And what else is in here? My cologne, the cologne, the infamous cologne. I go to this place called the Oil Bar and get a mixture. I used to have one in high school called Michelle Obama. It was supposed to smell like Michelle Obama's fragrance. This one is Dior Sauvage mixed with Bond Number no. 9 Lafayette um, and Baby. It's Kobe Warner. And when you smell me, you know it's me. I literally was at the Taylor Swift concert the other night in the merch line. Hope I didn't get it in my coffee. And the person that was checking out, the person next to me was like, who smells really good? One of you smells, it, like whoever that is smells really good. And I was like, thank you so much. I knew it was me. And I told her what it was on site. I'm not gatekeeping. Anyway, so that's what's in my bag. I also have these, um, these Beats Studio 3s that I keep in here too. That's my headphone of choice. 
like most of the time but in the event that i don't have those i'll use airpods and then in the event that all of those are dead i have those backup headphones you can see i don't go nowhere without headphones and so i have a lot of them so i never get caught without them because music is my kryptonite and sometimes it literally saves me from like spat Ooh, that's a word you can't say it'll save me from getting real upset or um you know like um throwing a tantrum um i have a tendency to tantrum sometimes and music really helps i'll put on a song that i really like and 10 seconds later i'll be dancing you know forgetting what i was upset about and so yeah this was a fun episode i feel like i've been talking for hours about a lot of nothing like i said um previously there's that phrase like i said um if you know you know trend alert um so yeah i hope you have a fantastic week i'm gonna go enjoy it with my uh old friends from home at home and i hope you all have a good week (laughs) i already said that um if you miss me you can go listen to episode 1 through 32 after you listen to this one episode 33 of co-blizzy we are going strong i don't plan on stopping anytime soon we're looking well, I'm going to get to 100, and then maybe I'll, like, go to season two. Maybe once I get, do 100 episodes, I'll be like, okay, it's season two, and I'll have me get, like, a new cover and, like, a new shit. Maybe that's what I'll do. So, baby, we're t- continuing on with season one. We got 70 weeks. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a solid plan. So, tentative idea. But anyway, you if you miss me, listen to episodes one to 32. I'll miss you, certainly, but I will be back next week on Monday with a new episode of Coblizzy, and I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) It's been chaos. Bye, you guys. I'm going to blow you a kiss. I tried to make a thing out of that, and then I forgot.